So here in John chapter 9, and today's a big day. If you're in uh, RCIA, if you're becoming Catholic, the early church would give this story very intentionally during Lent to people on their way to entering the Catholic faith. And we know the early church loved this story. Right? Maybe, maybe you have a story of your parents. You know, my dad would tell stories. My dad would tell the story. We all know how it goes. The early church repeated this story over and over and over again. And one of the ways we know that is that in the catacombs, this story today of a man born blind who Jesus heals, this story is depicted seven times in very early Christian art in the catacombs. And so this is a really important story for the early church. And today I want to challenge all of you at home. This is your story today. This is a story that gives meaning to our identity as Christians. And the church wants us to hear it with fresh ears and eyes. Today's story is a story of conversion. It's a story about baptism. The early church understood that the man goes and washes and his eyes are opened. But here's what I want to focus on with you this morning, is that we're in John's Gospel. And John's Gospel begins, and Jesus, all through the Gospel, he wants to tell us that being a Christian means coming out of darkness and entering into the light. So in the very beginning of John's Gospel, John says this. Talking about Jesus, he says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Right? Jesus breaks into this world as light into darkness. That's the Christian story. The early church knew that in John chapter 12, a little later on from where we're at today. John 12, 46, Jesus says this, he says, I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me may not bring me in darkness. I love that. And not only do I love that word, brothers and sisters, that is my experience of Jesus Christ. And I hope it's yours. And the first thing I want to say to you today is that if you are not experiencing your faith as in leaving the darkness and the light of Christ shining on you, you have not yet experienced Christianity. Today, the story of a man who is in darkness, right? He can't see, he's blind. He lived a life in darkness, and the love of Jesus Christ gave him Today, with the coronavirus going all around our culture, so many men and women are experiencing darkness. But you and I don't have to. We don't have to experience that. Right? That there's an external suffering that's happening. But the deepest part of us as human beings is not our bodies, it's not what's external, it's our souls. And you as Christians, brothers and sisters, 
You've been baptized. You know the love of Christ. And that light shines in the darkness. You know that God loves you and that he only allows evil to happen for a greater good. Right? That's, that's how God works. And so my first invitation today is I just want to say to any of you out there, and all of us at times, we need to remember that. We need to recall that our faith is meant to be, Lord, I want to walk in the light. And when I trust in you, right, I go to a spiritual sight. I don't have to fear the future. I don't have to fear that there's no meaning or purpose. I don't have to fear death. Because I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Amazing things. When that happens in our life, it's undeniable. And interestingly, in our gospel today, there's two movements. So the blind man goes from darkness to light, and the Pharisees are going to do the opposite. And so, for those of you in RCIA, really interestingly, the, the blind man today makes an act of faith. At first, he's kind of uncertain. And so when they first ask him, and the Pharisees ask the, the man more blind, who, who did this? And all he knows is, it's the man called Jesus. And then they, progressively, he goes deeper in his faith. He says, he's a prophet. Right? Uh, eventually, he's going to say, we, I know that this man comes from God. He has to come from God. And you can see him making those steps just a little bit. That's faith. Faith is not, usually for us, it's not a one-time thing. For most of us, we have to take little steps and we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you a little more. I'm going to trust you a little more. And that's what this blind man does today. And the story culminates at the end, right, where he falls down on his knees and he worships Christ. That's the only time this happens in John's Gospel. It's the only time in John's Gospel someone falls on their knees and worships Jesus. Now the Pharisees, on the other hand, though, they're going the other way. At first they believe in the miracle, but when you listen carefully to the gospel, as it passes, they begin to disbelieve. This didn't even happen, and they get more confident in their disbelief. And there's a great line from Blaise Pascal. Um, Blaise Pascal has a, this great ironic line, and he says, there are two kinds of people Right, you know how you should do this, we'll make this side more. So, you on this side who is nobody, right? You guys over here, you are the first side of Pascal's axiom. So Pascal says there are two kinds of people. He says, uh, there are the sinners who think they are saints. And notice the Pharisees today, they know everything. They know this man can't be from God. They're confident in themselves. So Pascal says, there are people, there are the sinners who think they are saints. And the other side, he says, you guys over here again, none of you, uh, but you on this side, the, the other side of Pascal's axiom says, the other kind of people are the saints who know that they are sinners. 
So hear that one more time. Pascal says there are two kinds of people. There are the sinners who think they are saints, and there are the saints who know they are sinners. The story of the church is a story of men and women who know they're sinners. And their humility leads them to love God. An amazing thing. And if wherever you're at today, at home, brothers and sisters, you are called to encounter the light of Jesus Christ. That light that saves the world, that calls us out of darkness. To know the love of God and to give meaning and direction to all of us. The second point today I want to make is this. Is that if you've done that, if you haven't done that, make that prayer. Right? Say, Jesus, Lord, I have a lot of darkness in my life, and I'm not totally sure who you are yet, but I want, I want to trust you. I want to have faith in you. Right? I want to take that step. I want to step into the light. If you've done that, though, we always have to renew that, but there's a second part to this gospel story that I just want to highlight today. In the Gospels, especially in John's Gospel, so John has an underlying theme in his Gospel that Jesus is being put on trial. And really through Christ, God himself is being judged by the world. Is he really who he says he is? And there's this trial kind of going on. And what happens is that the background of this is from the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, starting later in chapter 40 and into 41 and 42 and 43, there, there's, a, there's a lawsuit between God and the nations. And is he really who he says he is? And is God faithful? And in John's gospel, Jesus plays out that lawsuit. And this is so cool. In John's Gospel, there are seven witnesses to God's glory. There are seven witnesses. And I want to challenge you today that that's our role. Right? In the world, the world does not believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Right now, people are scared. They're saying, where's God? Where is he? Does he really love us? Is he really who he says he is? And God does not just give scientific proof. He doesn't just perform miracles at will. What he does is he calls witnesses. And this man today is a tremendous model for us. He lost everything. Today he's kicked out of the community. He's excommunicated. The early Christians would look back, and that's going to happen to them. And around the year 90, they're going to be expelled from the Jewish community. And so this had already happened to this man, and then the early Christians look back and they say, this is our story. But it's okay. So the man's cast out, but he becomes this tremendous witness. Right? He's able to, to say, Jesus, I joyfully lose what I have for you. In Hebrews chapter 10, there's this great line about this. 
10.32, St. Paul, we don't know who wrote Hebrews. Whoever wrote Hebrews. It says, Recall the former days when after you were enlightened. By the way, enlightenment, that word, that's the early Christian word for baptism. So after you were baptized, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Sometimes being publicly exposed to abuse and affliction. You had compassion on prisoners and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. The New Testament reminds us over and over that just like this man got kicked out, excommunicated, right? But he could do it joyfully because even though he lost things, he had the love of Christ. He had gone from darkness to light. Right now, in our suffering world, right now, you and I are called to be like that. People who don't know that God loves them, who don't know the end of the story, who don't know that there is a resurrection from the dead, they need us. They need witnesses who will say, I was blind and now I see. Once I was in darkness, and now I walk in the light. And those witnesses, right, are the ones who bring joy and peace and hope to the world. Brothers and sisters, you are not a man or a woman of fear. You are a person of faith. And whatever sufferings God may allow us to go through, we can endure them joyfully because we have the love that surpasses understanding. We have gone from darkness to light. Right? We can follow after Christ and we know that there is a salvation in Him. And so Jesus, today, today Jesus, I surrender my fears to you. But it's hard to witness when everyone else is afraid, when everyone else doesn't know who you are, it's difficult for me to stand up and say, I know who you are. I know that you are the true light that enlightens every man. And I know it because I've seen it and I've tasted it. Jesus, today, Lord, call all of us out of our doubts, out of our darkness. Call us to faith and into the light. Lord, may we rejoice in you, and may we be with